Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we are able to be together to spend our morning in prayer. Today is Monday, and this is now the ninth week since Pentecost. Today we continue our reading of Mark's Gospel. Though we have heard these stories many times, we are trying to listen with fresh ears to what Jesus says and does, and by doing so, we pray that the Holy Spirit deepen our faith and our understanding of who Jesus is and what God has done for us through Christ. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And he went ashore. He saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are are we to go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? He said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. 
As you are probably aware, our congregation follows a set of assigned readings from the Bible each week when we worship. The readings revolve in a three-year cycle, and each year has a main gospel from which we draw our gospel readings each week. This year, our readings come from Mark, next year from Luke, the year after that from Matthew. Especially in the season after Pentecost, we do tend to go straight through the assigned gospel, or at least a, over a series of, of, of chapters, story by story, except for this year when we reach the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Then the, the lectionary has a shift into John's gospel, where we spend five weeks making our way through John chapter 6, considering both the feeding of the 5,000 and then Jesus' teaching on Jesus being the bread of life, uh, the bread for the world. So this past weekend in worship, we started that aspect uh, of our, our readings. We read the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 from John's gospel. But now, because in our morning prayer we are making our way just straight through Mark's gospel, we came across reading the same story, but Mark's telling of it. What a lovely coincidence, though, that our reading should line up like that, especially with such an important story, such as the feeding of the 5,000, which appears in all four of our Gospels. So I wonder, did you notice any differences between the telling of the two stories, from the story you heard in John yesterday to the story that we have just read in Mark? I suppose there are a few things that are different. One thing that I really noticed is that Mark's introduction to the story tells us that Jesus sees the crowd and has compassion on them because they are like a sheep without a shepherd. The twelve apostles have just come back from their mission, and Jesus has taken them away for rest, reflection, and renewal. But the crowd just wanders out to them like sheep without a shepherd. What follows, though, is a great sign of the coming of God's kingdom in Jesus, the Good Shepherd, Jesus, the King, Jesus, the Messiah. And he teaches the crowd and he provides their daily bread right there in this deserted place for them. Jesus publicly reveals to the crowd that he is the Messiah. And yet it seems that no one gets it. No one understands the fish and the loaves. We'll hear Jesus say that to his disciples in his own amazement. And in John's gospel, this whole understanding of the sign of the loaves will provide an opportunity for Jesus to offer up for us a very difficult teaching about who he is and what he has come to do for us and for the whole world. So what keeps us from learning the truth about this miraculous meal? I don't know about you, but I've always tended to get caught up in sort of maybe... Uh, the, the wrong details are questions. Did Jesus really feed 5,000 with just five loaves and two fish? How did they end up with more scraps than they started with at the beginning? Did people really know what was happening? Did they know that this was a miracle? Not that those are, are really necessarily bad questions, but perhaps they're maybe distracting questions. Perhaps a better question would be to ask, what is it that Jesus is trying to teach us, his disciples? What message does this action proclaim to the people who are participating in this miraculous meal? And what message does it proclaim to those who are going to hear the story of this miraculous meal through the apostles who are witnessing it before their very eyes? So, so maybe the question for us to spend some time with today is, what question is Jesus making in this very intentional and deliberate act of feeding the crowd? I'd love to hear what you come up with.
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are like sheep without a shepherd, in need of the care, the mercy, and the guidance of the Good Shepherd. For all who are sick, for all who are afflicted, for those who are grieving, for those who tend to the sick and watch after the dying, for those who comfort the afflicted, and those who are accompanying the bereaved through their journey of grief in hope of the resurrection. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who are working for peace and international harmony, for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else are we praying this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.